you're listening to The Gardens, Tokyo Machine Remix from Sackboy, A Big Adventure. This released on November 12th, 2020, and it was composed by Tokyo Machine. BG Maniacs, welcome to another episode of BG Mania, a video game music podcast. I, of course, am your host, Brian, and joining me on the show this week, he is the host of The Movie Bar. Every month with the dyad, it's Bedroth. It's Bedroth. I'm here, man. It's a flower Bedroth, like a flower bed. Yeah, yeah, that's clever. That is clever. Yeah. 
just came up with it right now. You're so smart, man. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> I can't. I can't think of any. I can't think of any flower-related puns. Um, I'm. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, I just... <laughs> we need to wake up and smell the flowers for this episode. We do. I think we're both running a little... I think we're both a, Empty a little on energy. energy, so hopefully, yeah. Hopefully this yeah. bang energy drink, cotton candy flavored, is going to keep me awake through the recording of this show. And hopefully the music is uh, bouncy enough as that first track was. But before we talk about that, before we get into anything else, real quick, if you'd be so kind, head on over to Apple Podcast or whichever app you chose to listen to us on and drop us a quick rating and a review. It really does help us out in terms of visibility so that this show continues to grow. And remember, we are on Patreon now as well. Patreon.com forward slash RPG era. Check out our tiers, see what we're doing. And if you feel inclined, toss us a couple bucks each month. If not, continuing to listen to the episodes as they upload each week works wonders as well. And of course, special shout out to current executive producers, Jexax and Zanku. So yeah, man, uh, coming off the Ides of March last week, technically, technically for us, it's still the Ides of March as we record this episode since we record yep. a week early now, which is beautiful. It does give me time to edit. And that being said, holy damn, the episode posted on time last week. So I'm so thankful for that. Hopefully that can continue this week as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, That'd man. Nice. That'd be nice. That would be, that would be pretty cool. And uh, yeah, very, very different kind of a change of pace this week from <laughs> from the Ides of March. <laughs> We're talking about something that generally people think of as uh, probably more peaceful, more friendly, more more upbeat, like that opening track. And there's a reason that I put it in this week, because the first day of spring is March 20th. There you go. This posts hopefully on the 22nd. Makes perfect sense. Yeah. Makes so, perfect sense. Focusing on flowers and gardens this week. Perfect for spring. You know, what do they say? Uh, April showers bring May flowers. I think I remember that from when I was a kid. Yeah. And you know what May flowers bring? Uh, pilgrims. There you go. There you go, man. My mom, my mom used to love that joke. <laughs> and I rolled my eyes every time. <laughs> oh, man. That's, that's good. That's classic that's that's an old one though that's classic yeah i remember that from yep. again when I, I think i even may have heard that first when i was in school around the same time so mm-hmm. yep probably so probably so but yeah man flowers and <laughs> gardens and i was telling you earlier when i uh, picked out my songs i had forgotten that we included gardens in the mix and that's probably good because otherwise i i would have just drowned in songs <laughs> i was only doing i i limited myself to songs that had either the word flower or the word for a type of flower even if it wasn't like talking about an actual flower the word for a type of flower in the song title that's how that's how i narrowed myself down and then i just kind of went from there and made a made a diverse actually i I think all of all of mine actually as well either have the word garden or the word flower in either the name of the track or the name of the game cool there you go so yeah we uh, yeah so i, I kind of went we kind of uh, synced a similar up. route yeah nice i just thankfully included some some garden tracks because you you just went full on flower as you said yeah flower power some may say flower power that's right that's right flower power <laughs> <laughs> that was before either of our times, but still, I think we would have. I think we would have yes. fit in all right with those folks, though. I for sure would have. <laughs> yeah, you would have fit in culturally, and I would have fit in politically. I think. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. The opening track. All right. Well, that opening track. 
Yeah, that was my first submission for the episode from Sackboy, A Big Adventure, which was a launch title for the PlayStation 5. Um, We were talking about or listening to The Gardens, which is a Tokyo Machine remix. So this was composed by Tokyo Machine, or remixed, I should say. Um, Because Sackboy, A Big Adventure doesn't have any composers really attached to it. I feel like they just used groups and artists to to remix music and included it in, in the game. Like, there's no actual original stuff from what I was able to tell. Um, and I don't know if, because I didn't play really any of Little Big Planet 1, 2, or 3. Now, I did pick up Sackboy A Big Adventure. Kyle actually played for the entire thing with his kid. Um, I played maybe the first few worlds, but then never went back to it. I still probably will at some point, because it is a great game. But I don't know if The Gardens is a track from Little Big Planet, and this is a remix. I have no idea. It could be. It likely is. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know the sources for quite a few of my songs today because there are a couple of exceptions that I picked on purpose, but um, I went, um, other than that, I went and uh, just kind of listened to or picked the ones that I enjoyed the most when I listened to them. Yeah, and, and this one I really do enjoy. It's It has a very, like I said, it's very energetic. I felt like it made a good opener because it brought a lot of high energy right at the start. Uh, very bouncy. Hopefully it does for our listeners. Listen to. Maybe I need to listen to it again. I hope so. <laughs> I hope, I'm listening to it right now again for the second, for the, actually the third time because it already went through once. Um, it's, a, it's a really, really fun track. It really is, It reminds is, me man. a lot, as it should, it reminds me a lot of, of a... I mean, Nintendo has some upbeat stuff. I was going to say more upbeat Nintendo, but Nintendo does have a lot of upbeat stuff as well. This honestly just reminds me of Nintendo. I It really, I could definitely hear this in a Kirby game. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, yeah, this is this is cool. Yeah. Um, well, I think uh, that means since you opened the show, that means we're going to move to one of my blocks first. We are your first and, block yeah. of the episode. Got a cool, kind of, kind of eclectic mix in this block, uh, but there is a, a running theme that we'll get to when we get back. Oh, are you telling another story on this episode? No, no, I'm not. Oh, okay. uh, just, just these first three have. I was um, gonna say la- last week you told the story of Julius Caesar. I thought maybe this this week you're gonna tell the story of. Um, <laughs> I don't know. No, no, no. These first three tracks like, uh, have something Eve, in common. The Garden of the Garden of Eden. You're gonna tell the story of Adam and Eve. You know that that would that would have been really cool. But no, uh, each of my blocks <laughs> does does have a theme. But but there are separate themes. And uh, amazing yeah, to hear I'll, you uh, off on that topic as well. Get into it when we come back. Maybe, um, you know, maybe that's something we can revisit sometime. I'll have to. That's I'll actually have to see not a I bad can... idea for a theme. Something we can yeah. we can do something with that. <laughs> I mean, there is a whole game out there now. I have it on my uh, my wish list on Steam about I think it's called Eve or something like that. It's about um, like Eve getting out of the Garden of Eden, and it's like an action platformer. It's really <laughs> weird looking, but but it looks really fun, and the, and the music is great. So yeah. Um, anyway, moving like on, that. we are going to uh, first take a listen to a song from a mobile game, but from a series that is uh, kind of back on everybody's mind right now. From Pikmin Bloom, we're going to listen to Planting Flowers. Pikmin Bloom was released October 28, 2021, and this track was composed by Masato Koda. Thank you. 
Next up, we're going to listen to Flowers Forever from Rakuen, released May 10th, 2017, composed by Laura Shigihara. Rounding out my first block, we're going to listen to Flower Mountain Canyon, Stage 2, from Spark the Electric Jester, released April 10th, 2017, composed by James Landino.
coming back, we are first talking about planting flowers from Pikmin Bloom. And um, I am going to be, I'm pretty sure, Brian, you have not played this game. Uh, no, man. I actually forgot this exists. So <laughs> I have also not played this one, but uh, but Chukapau tends to um tends I to I would like have been shocked in. if she had not at least downloaded it and, and dabbled with it. I would have been shocked if she hadn't done that. So yeah, now it has not gotten her outside like more than usual, but whenever we go anywhere, she uh, has it out. And instead of Pokemon Go, she's playing Pikmin Bloom, and you know, go, going out and you can kind of like where you go, you can plant flowers in the like the AR virtual world um and but yeah so this track is kind of inspired by by her that's why pikmin bloom jumped out at me when when of course it popped up and this track is just you know it's really light it's really fun i think i told you that it reminded me of like a kitchen area specifically in it a sim game like uh like harvest moon or something like that or even just like the sims like just it could be like build music or background music even and, and that's really all it needs to be for this type of game right you don't need something in your face explosive right like it, it's it's an ar game you're just walking around planting flowers exactly yeah need you, just, you need something low-key you need something that's not gonna you know what uh, what else would a uh, lo-fi beats would have probably been you know what that that would have been okay some lo-fi beats it would have uh, worked but it wouldn't work for pikmin no <laughs> yeah is yeah yeah so no, it could can you imagine some pikmin lo-fi i guarantee it exists on youtube somewhere i could but i couldn't imagine it in game just because of the way that that the world works and how everything is like out and like you know the trees and and the flowers and the plants and all that stuff it i don't i don't are the trees that. breathing now uh now electroplankton if they brought that back i could definitely hear some lo-fi and electroplankton okay so okay, okay. That's, you know, that's I was um, cut, though. <laughs> I was shocked when you told me that this was done by Masato Okoda. Yeah, he's a pretty big name to, uh, and he didn't work on any of the mainline Pikmin games. No, just the but random. He's ones. worked on Hey Pikmin and Pikmin Bloom, which is so weird. Like, I wonder if he was just like associated with the developer who worked with like Niantic on this one and then whoever published Maybe. well Nintendo but I think I think somebody else was also involved with Hey Pikmin besides Nintendo obviously this one was Niantic and Nintendo but yeah I do not know how yeah. he uh, is connected I mean obviously to this, he's got but... credits in Smash so he's still Nintendo's oh yeah familiar with yeah. him so I mean every composer has credits in Smash as we've mentioned many times <laughs> yeah at this point it's uh, i think it's it's kind of like british actors in harry potter it's easier to name the ones who weren't <laughs> than the ones who are but go. yeah so um you know nice little light track for my my opener and then we move to uh, a track that you really like a lot and one that's Ooh, a little slower not, not little just somber. a track that i really like a lot a, a game and a composer that i just adore yeah yeah same here man uh i've been a fan of laura shigihara's for a little while and uh, well i say a little while like three or four years now just i found her online and uh, I, I may have actually found her through the podcast scene and you know explored her list so I, i've known about the raccoon soundtrack for a while and we're talking about flowers forever from the raccoon soundtrack and I just fairly recently within the last like three months bought the game and then last month I booted it up for the first time and I've played uh let me see I played a few hours and I'm I'm enjoying it it's a it's not super long no um 
but it just it begs exploration and i I'm, I'm the kind of person in rpg who will usually go around and talk to everybody so i mean that's how i got 60 hours in octopath and i've only finished one of the paths so. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um this is just such a sweet and and sad and funny and just heartfelt little game. And it was a labor of love. Didn't she like make this game basically herself? Yeah, everything. I mean, she developed it. She wrote it. She did the music for it. She did it in RPG Maker. Um, like she did everything herself. She announced it on her Twitch channel. Uh <laughs> Yeah, like, man. I've been I've been following her since To the Moon came out in 2011. When and To the I Moon is kind of it's either a sequel or a spiritual successor to Raccoon, right? Raccoon is a spiritual successor to that. To the Moon came out in 2011. Oh, um, oh well, I need to go back and play To the Moon then. Yeah, and to then the Moon came Mr. Out in Saito, yep. which is going to be coming out soon, is a follow up kind of to Raccoon. They're like loosely. Yes, that is correct. Loosely yeah. connected. So yeah, because okay. Raccoon came out in 2017. She did this after to the moon and i think finding paradise had already released by that point as well which is the technically the sequel to to the moon let me see finding paradise came out in 2017 as well so those came out around the same time okay raccoon and finding paradise. Well, i'm gonna have to go back then and, and check those out i've got to the moon i don't know if i have finding paradise but um... they also did um uh, a bird story in 2014 and okay. imposter factory in 2021 which imposter factory is the third game after To the Moon and Finding Paradise. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Man, that's a lot. Uh, They're all yeah, great, too. Rakuen is... Uh I can't spoil it for anybody because, like I said, I'm no, only a few hours into no. it. But and it's, I wouldn't spoil uh, it for it's, you. It's, it's, it's a tragically sad game that I mean, it's, you're going to be emotional by the time you finish it. So and but, but but it starts out with this uh, this boy wakes up in the hospital and you don't really know why he's there, but he you're you're sort of trial area as you're kind of walking around and getting to know some of the people in the hospital and there is this boy who visits you only at night he's kind of you know sneaking around and stuff and at one point you realize that this copy of uh, a book that your mom brought you to read is gone and the book is called Rakuen and so you go on this little kind of mini quest to find the book and that leads you kind of on this sort of fantastical journey that takes place both in this other world and at the hospital and and that's that's where I am right now is kind of figuring out what's going on with that. Mr. Really Saito comes it, out so. the day after this podcast drops. Look at that. So March anybody who's interested, yeah. go check those out. Yeah, it comes out literally tomorrow. Um, so Pikmin Bloom I brought for me or for for Shukapau. Uh, Rakuen I brought for me and the next track actually is for my buddy Prof Jeff, a friend of the show. This okay. is from spark the electric jester which i first heard about from jeff it's a fun sort of sonic like game but the soundtrack what it like is what i looked it up he really I, likes I a lot don't know that i had heard of it and uh but yeah the soundtrack is why you know why he thought i would like it and it's it's all kind of like this it's this sort of funky jazzy sort of techno influenced kind of kind of feel and we're listening to flower mountain canyon this is stage two of the game and there is another like Flower Mountain area track, but this one I just really liked the the beat of this one. This is a really fun track. I really dig this one, man. I really do. I thought you would dig it. Yeah, I really and I, I love the little graphic that we're looking at here with with the little character, you know, and listening to his yeah, Walkman with Spark in his headphones. Listening to his, it's dope. Yeah, yeah, and his yeah, Walkman. It's, it's, cool. it's sick. 
Dude, there's a there's a Spark the Electric Jester two and three as well. Um, Apparently so, yeah. I, and those are three D platformers. Yeah, and I did not, I didn't know that the game had done as well as it had. Me neither. I, uh, uh, I hadn't really, I hadn't heard of it before Jeff mentioned it to me, and. Um, it's apparently pretty fun. Uh, it wasn't like the best thing ever from what I remember him saying, but it was fun. And it's just, uh, yeah, you can tell even from the music, you know, the Sonic influence. Oh, yeah, it, it, it wants to be Sonic. It knows exactly what it wants to be, but that's okay. For sure. Yeah, we have uh, this, and it came out at a time when we didn't really have a whole lot of Sonic going on, so. And even the Sonic that we do is not that great. <laughs> Sonic Frontiers, looking at you. Well, we didn't have a lot of 2D Sonic going on at the time. True. Because <laughs> um, Mania was still was still a ways away. And yeah, like you said, the Sonic we did have was not, not great. No, so I double check. I've only played 104 minutes of Rakuen. Well, so, that ain't yeah. much, dude. You're That's only crazy. you're not even two hours um, in. But yeah, coming back to Spark the Electric Jester, I don't know anything about it. But what it books have we talked about? It seems like a game that I want to check out. Like, and not just this one, but but two and three as well. Like, I'm looking at the reviews for three. Um, people are are saying, man, if only Sonic Frontiers would have been this good. Like, <laughs> it, it's well, then, yeah. apparently really good. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, is it, are, are you seeing it just online or? It's on Steam. Okay, yeah, I see it now. And the original is seven ninety nine. Three is twenty four ninety nine. Neither of those are you know like especially seven ninety nine. Not a break the bank price no, not at, at all. all. And uh, oh man, yeah, I I don't think I think I might have looked up some footage of this way back when Prof Jeff first brought it to uh, very good music. But I'm looking at it again now, and yeah, it looks the, great. The, the, son- the Sonic is undeniable, and yeah, it does look great. It looks. It looks like Genesis Sonic the Hedgehog, and yeah, definitely not a bad thing. Yeah, so the theme in my first block was, you know, games kind of for people. <laughs> Chukapau, and then me, and then Prof Jeff. There so flowers go. for friends. There we go. That was the uh, <laughs> very good music block. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Prof <laughs> Jeff and, and Dusk were our unofficial, unofficial third hosts. So. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Well, shall we uh, move into my first official block then on the episode? I think we shall. And uh, there, there's a, a track here and a game here that I also explored and as I was getting into it. so Two of them, actually. Glad to see them coming up. Yeah. Yeah, two of them. So. Yeah, one track from a game I explored and then one game. I don't know if I listen to this track, but, but I can tell you after we hear it. So Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right. Well, let's kick things off by taking a listen to Flower Stage from Tetris Attack. This released on August 11th, 1996, and it was composed by Messiah Kazumi.
Next up, let's take a listen to Garden Forgotten by Time from Castlevania Lament of Innocence. This released on October 21st, 2003, and it was composed by Machiro Yamani.
last up in this block, let's go ahead and take a listen to Lazy Daydream from Flower. This released on February 12th, 2009, and it was composed by Vincent Diamante. Coming back in, we are talking about Flower Stage from Tetris Attack, again composed by Messiah Kazumi. I was surprised that we've actually only played one track from this game before, because uh, it has a really fun soundtrack from, from start to finish. This game was known as Panel to Pawn over in Japan, and I was talking to you while we were listening to it because... I, I guess it's something I could have just looked up, but I don't know if this track existed the way it sounds when the game came out as Panel to Pawn in Japan. I'm assuming it did, but then again, I don't know exactly what all was changed in the game when it became Tetris Attack, but it's very Mario. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It is, it is very Mario, though. It's... 
And, and um, I guess more specifically, like, it's very Yoshi's Island Mario. Yoshi's Island, uh, it also has kind of a Dr. Mario feel to it. It does. Especially it does. Uh, some of the later Dr. Mario tracks. Like, there's a track that in Dr. Mario's Online RX on the Wii is called Sneeze. I think it's actually from Dr. Mario 64. Four, I want to say, because which I ha- I had never played until it came out on the N64 Nintendo Online expansion. Um, but that track is in there. I just forgot what it's called. But I'm just so it looks like the Japanese of version of the game featured fairies, all fairies, no Mario characters. They did not debut until the game came out internationally, and they adapted characters from Yoshi's Island, which might make sense to why that sounds similar to Yoshi's Island. But then again, I still that ask, does, did it sound yeah. that way when it was paneled upon in fairies in the game? I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know either. I I feel like I feel like it would have. Um, me too. And it's weird because it still then would sound very Nintendo with no Nintendo representation in the game. <laughs> Yeah, but one thing that uh, I, I don't really, I don't associate as much with Nintendo, maybe because I associate it so much with the Sega Genesis, but that bass, that slappy That's very bass, surprising, right? It's really very good Very surprising stuff. Yeah. For, for bass on the Super Nintendo. It's It did remind me a lot, like you said, of, of the Genesis bass line. Um, yeah, it was very it strong. It definitely stood out. Yeah, it definitely stood out. It's just a fun track, dude. Yeah, yeah, it is. And I mean, like you said, I mean, it's it's not panel upon is not Mario, but it is still Nintendo. Sure, right? It is. Yes. So mm-hmm. yeah. So, and in a lot of their indie stuff, I think they kind of take Nintendo and Intelligent Systems, the team behind Fire Emblem. Oh, okay. There we go. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, and, and I think a lot of their stuff, especially the, the, the more upbeat or kid-friendly things, I feel like a lot of their games take influence from Koji Kondo and his work on Mario because that was so influential. They all they all have that similar sound in the end, right? Like, there's only so much they did back then, so. Right, yeah. Yeah. And I was also surprised by, by your second track, though. Yeah, you were telling me you uh, you weren't as familiar with the soundtrack, I guess, for, for lack of a better way to say that. To, uh, to Castlevania Lament of Innocence, we listened to Garden Forgotten by Time, composed by Michiro Yamani. And a big reason that I actually wanted to bring this track, I, first of all, um, Lament of Innocence is probably one of my favorite soundtracks for Castlevania. I absolutely adore the soundtrack. Um, I think everything that we've brought from this game on the show has been brought by me um i really really dig the soundtrack but i also wanted to bring this because last week we in our ides of march episode i had brought um brave trigger from bloodstained ritual of the night composed by Michiro yamani and we had said you know we loved it a lot because it's Michiro yamani doing like castlevania and this here is Michiro yamani doing castlevania and when she was what I considered, you know, her prime composing these soundtracks. So, and this is also a really, really solid track, dude. Yeah, it really is. I was, um, like you said, I have not explored a lot of the Lament of Innocence soundtrack, and I feel like it gets overshadowed by, like, the the NES trilogy and Symphony of the Nights Mm -hmm. and Super Castlevania 4. But this was very, very nice. You know I'm a sucker for the orchestral, big, sweeping, epic stuff. I know you and, love the waltzes, too. Mm-hmm, I do, and this, this was a very nice waltz. And I likened it to uh, to something from Xenoblade, which I, I still did. definitely feel. Like, yeah. field music in Xenoblade. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I encourage you to really check out some more of the Lament of Innocence soundtrack. Um, like I said, it is all very, very good. This has a, a a kind of an eerie feeling to it, right? Like more of a suspenseful feeling. Um, and I don't specifically remember what you did in this particular area here, this garden, because uh, I have only played through this game once and it was when it came out. Um, and that's a it's one of the things that is rough sometimes when I only play one game or play a game once and tend to never go back is that I forget because I play so many things at this point. <laughs> <laughs> and as I get older, my memory, it gets uh, it gets smaller. Yep, I hear that. I hear that. <laughs> so is Laments of Innocence part of a series, like a sub-series within Castlevania? Not to my knowledge. Aria of Sorrow. Yeah, like Aria of Sorrow and Dawn of whatever right um what was it uh there, well, there's rondo of aria of, Sorry, Dar- aria of sorrow. sorrow was it and um, then dawn of sorrow okay but yeah no lament of innocence is not like directly i think with any of the other ones kind of like some of the other ones are hand in hand or whatever chronologically it is the first game in the series oh wow okay gotcha so it's set in 1094 and it and it's basically an origin story so okay okay got it I've because I was trying to think of how we could squeeze in like a focus on this and other, you know, other Castlevania soundtracks. But we could I mean, we've we've done Castlevania focused episodes like in general. So we don't have to focus on any of that. We could literally just focus on Lament of Innocence if we wanted to. Yeah. And there's so many other games, too, that I I want to do a focus on. I still want to do a focus on uh, that that mobile game that Nobuo Uematsu did. Now I'm having trouble remembering the name of Fantavision. Fantasia Fantasian Fantasian yes man what a soundtrack man what a soundtrack so good you've been in my ear about doing an episode on that for a while now yeah (laughs) Uh, and speaking of showcases um the last episode that posted actually as we talk I didn't I didn't mention it up front but you did a showcase on Octopath Traveler 2 and man if if anybody has not checked that episode out yet go do it and then go check out the soundtrack it is did you did you explore more of the soundtrack yeah i did i did my god dude man my god i told you you didn't you didn't just pick the very best stuff you you picked a sample but it's all so good it is and there's (sighs) there's very very good tracks that i did not include right like some of the other character themes are super strong. Some of the other zone themes, both day and night, are incredibly strong. Like, I only had so much space, and I wanted to try to, like, kind of highlight different areas of the game while still picking some really excellent stuff. Um, Yasunori Nishiki definitely did not phone it in for tracks, his, dude. For his follow-up. And, yeah, it's so stupid. I still feel like, well, I feel and, like my and favorite again, theme... In a good way. <laughs> my favorite theme is still Particio's theme. So How much good so was that, that saxophone? Oh man, so much so did I know my when I played the game. My soul melted when I first heard that. When my I'm God, picking dude. him first. It was amazing. yeah, dude. Yeah, it was. My so soul good. melted <laughs> as soon as as soon as the saxophone started. I was like, I know why Brian picked this song. <laughs> <laughs> Just imagine me as a puddle on the damn floor at that point. I was I was in bliss. But yeah, Partitioner's not a bad looking dude either. I think he's going to be a good starter when I yeah. when I eventually get to that game. So yeah. I'm excited to play for that. Yeah, game. Um, we haven't even. I, I got to keep going because we haven't even talked about your third track in I your know. block. We got sidetracked, and that's okay. Um, <laughs> Which that's is another okay. really nice soundtrack. Yeah, a a game again that I absolutely freaking love, dude. I am a big fan of Flower. This is the game that introduced me to that game company, um, which I would then, you know, go on to fall in love with 
journey and which introduced me to Austin Wintery. And I, I owe a lot to Flower in that game company. <laughs> <laughs> but I absolutely adore this game, dude. It is so simple. It was, I think... It was not a launch title because the PlayStation 3 came out in 2006. Flower came out in 2009. But for me, it was in the original batch of PS3 games that I bought because I didn't get my PS3 until 2009. I think I got it in June or July of 2009. Um, And that was just because I finally had some extra money. I was 23. 24, living on my own. Um, well, that's not true. I was living with my what would be eventual ex-wife, I think, at the time. <laughs> but um, yeah, money was money was tight. I didn't get my PS3 for for several years after it came out, and Flower was a game that really. I wanted to get a PS3 for as crazy as crazy as that sounds. I wanted a PlayStation 3 for Flower because it's such a simple game. You are controlling petals of flowers, right? As they float and get pushed along through the air by wind. And as you're going, it's it's such a visually stunning game as you're flying through the fields as these petals. A lot of aesthetically pleasing things to look at, especially if you live the lifestyle that I do and are always inebriated and high as hell. Um, and, and the music like this playing as you're floating through these areas and, and just wistfully gliding along the wind. It's 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 something, dude. It's really, really cool. It sounds very, very chill, like just very zen I want that's to what play i'm looking flower for. on playstation vr 2 Ooh. i want a vr version of flower i would die in that i think like it would just be so good <laughs> that would be cool because i've been putting a lot of time in that psvr 2 man it's it's really really good <laughs> um but this guitar in this track it's so ah man i don't know the right word to use there it, it's peaceful right it's it's calming but it does something it makes me feel something that i'm not sure how to accurately describe at the moment um it's very sleepy right and the name of the track lazy daydream it's perfect <sighs> reminiscent maybe that's what it might yeah be. nostalgic pensive melancholy reminiscent is is i think it, that that's in there but yeah I, I have i have been 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 heavily probably too much thinking about a lot of th past things as of late mm, yeah and uh and this track this track does that to me there is. I mean, there's nostalgia, but what you're talking about, of course, is a different flavor than, than nostalgia. So, yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but that was a that was a nice block, dude. Very good yeah, stuff. I enjoyed that block. I'm glad you did, too. Well, now I am going to turn up the energy. I'm excited as hell a bit. to get to yeah. this next block, dude. As you just said, <laughs> turn up the radio. I need some music. Give me some more. Come on, dude. You got to know that song, right? Except. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the theme here, uh, a, a second ago when I said there was a theme, I thought I was thinking fighting games because at one point I had another, a different track in where I have my first track in the block. Yes, that you brought. <laughs> <laughs> it is, it is that one. But there is also a theme. My first three tracks all had flower in the title. These three tracks all have a different kind of flower somewhere in the title. Ah, okay, okay. And yeah, so then this first one is a game series that I think you are pretty familiar with. Very familiar with. A new one coming out next week, actually this week kind of a continuation of uh, the tracks i'm bringing for other people go. we're gonna start out my second block with rain of blossoms from atelier iris 3 grand phantasm 
This was released May 29th, 2007, and this track was composed by Ken Nakagawa.
And second up in my second block, we're going to listen to Passage of Lotus, theme of Kyrie, from Street Fighter EX2 Plus, released May 31st, 2000, composed by Ayako Sasso.
closing out my second block, we're going to listen to Yankee Rose from Rumble Roses, released November 9th, 2004. Originally written by David Lee Roth and Steve Vai, performed by the Stinky Rose Band featuring Teresa James on vocals. Sidewalk and take a look, yeah. Whoa, she's beautiful. I'm talking about a Yankee Rose. <laughs> she looks wild. 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 Are you ready for the new sensation? Well, here's a shot of her around the world.
Coming back to my second block, we are first talking about Reign of Blossoms from Atelier Iris 3 Grand Phantasm. And yeah, so we got Iris in the game title and we got Blossoms in the song title. So I think I get two points for this one. <laughs> yeah, you know, that makes me think we could have technically brought a track from Blossom Tales. Oh, you know, we could have. Good game, good soundtrack. Great soundtrack. Didn't mm -hmm. didn't uh, the sequel to that one came out not too terribly long ago, like, like Minotaur or something? Late, yeah, late, late last year-ish. Yeah. Yeah, I played it and did a review for it for RPGera.com. I still need to finish the first one. I started it on Switch way back when, and I just never finished it. But great, great game. Um, great game. Yeah, very nice. Especially if you like like Link to the Past style games, it's perfect for that. So scratch that itch. Um, but um, Atelier Iris 3, on the other hand, <laughs> not so great of a game. And it's not just me being bitter because I hated the time miss system in this series. Uh, Metacritic, it's sitting at a 63, so universally not a great game. Um, but yeah, I was talking to you because I have played a significant amount of the games in the Atelier series, which is a massive freaking series, dude. I don't know if you're familiar with just how many games are in this stupid series. Um, I know there have been a lot, and I knew from, as a listener... just mainline games. I knew as a listener that you were recently a fan of the series, but that you were generally yes. a fan of the music. Um, and actually, for that a while, I kept getting true. it mixed up with Nier. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, that's very true. There's just so many of these damn games that exist, dude. Like I said, 24 mainline games... And then a plethora of side games and even more remakes and ports. So there are eight, I guess, uh, arcs. We'll call them arcs. There are eight arcs that this series is based around. And the first several games are all part of the Salberg arc. The next two were part of the Gramond arc. And then the next three were part of the Iris arc. Atelier Iris, Eternal Mana, Iris 2, the Azoth of Destiny. And then gotcha. the Grand Phantasm. They would go on to do the Mana Arc, the Arland Arc, the Dusk Arc, the Mysterious Arc, and then the Secret Arc. Um, I didn't start liking the series and, and playing through the games until Atelier Lalua, the Scion of Arland, which came out in 2019. Um, and then the series now, they're on Atelier Riza, which has been very good. The third one comes out this Friday on the 24th. Yeah, that's what I've been that's what I've been hearing about is Atelier Riza. Yeah. Yeah, Riza's great. Riza's the the best, in my opinion, the best of, of Atelier and what it's had to offer. Um but Atelier Lalua in twenty nineteen was the first game where they did away with their time system entirely. Atelier Liddy and Suell in 2017 had it somewhat. They removed a lot of it for that one, but it still had elements of it, and it was enough to still piss me off. Um, <laughs> so I really didn't start sinking time into these games until Lalua. Um, but the music has always been stellar, and I feel like that's just the case with Gust in general as a studio. I've really enjoyed a lot of their soundtracks, even for games that I don't um, that I don't like so much. Now it's funny because a game in my next block is from Gust. Is it studio. by the same composer? It is not. Okay. Well, I know that uh, um, Ken Nakagawa is known for his work um, on the Atelier series. On Atelier, I know I've, yes. Yeah, mm -hmm. I've heard his name a lot. He has done a few other games. Uh, looks like only for Gust. He did um, worked on the R 
Tonelico titles. Um, and he has a game called Unfriendly Mr. Knight featured in Koei Tecmo's um, Musu game, Orochi 2 Ultimate. But other than he that... He may that's... have worked on our Tonelico, but he, yeah, did not Arsenelico. Work on, he did not work on our No Surge. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. Is that the other, the, the other one that's coming up? Yeah, it is. Okay, now, I see it. I see it now. The, the Artanelico also had Kazuki Yanagawa, who is the composer that did the one that I'm bringing later. <laughs> <laughs> but they also did um, Knights of Azure, which I think is a great soundtrack as well. Knights of Azure, Knights of Azure 2. At least Kazuki Yanagawa okay. did. But I don't okay. know if Kenneth Yanagawa cool. was on those. But again, all Gust. Like I said, their games are just have great soundtracks. I have heard you talk about Naka, um, Knights of Azure before. Um, Nakagawa composed a mu- um, an album dedicated to either an album or a single dedicated to people impacted by a 2011 earthquake in Japan that was called oh, okay. Rise Up Again. So okay. that's a nice. cool little factoid about him. Yeah. Man, this track, I just... It, this is one that kind of got shuffled out for a few others, and it, it it's the second to last one I added to my list. Uh, Raccoon was actually subbed in because originally I had a track that you had already brought on a radio hour from Chained Echoes. Yeah, okay. And I can't remember, obviously, something with flowers in it. I can't Flower remember the specific name now. Flower Fields of Perpetua. Flower Fields of Perpetua, yeah. And just it's such a really good song, and I had completely forgotten that you did that Chain Deco showcase. So, But fortunately, you reminded me, and then I got to bring Raku in. So I was, you know, that was cool. So Atelier Iris was already on there, but I almost brought, actually, your first track that's coming up soon in your last block. Um, <laughs> also, almost brought uh, Queen of Rose from Blaze Blue, which okay. Jeff would have liked. But I didn't because I already had a Rose track, which we'll get to in a second. Uh, another one I want to give a shout out to is a track called North from the game Ender Lilies, Quietus of the Nights. Oh, okay. I'm familiar with that. I actually did a review of that. Yeah. And man, it's beautiful, beautiful song. The only reason I chose Rakuen over that because they have kind of a similar sort of melancholy vibe is because of the personal connection I have to Rakuen. So, of course. Um, but yeah, definitely, definitely good. I, I think I've got all of those other tracks in my radio hour shuffle. So they'll pop nice. up eventually, but they'll show up somewhere. <laughs> Yeah, I brought this track. Like you said, the music is stellar. This track is um, maybe my most, I think, interesting one of the episode. It just keeps going new places like we've talked about in some of our recent recent uh, episodes. And I love that it just kind of keeps reinventing itself and there's new things going on all the time. Yeah, four and a half minutes doesn't really loop. I mean, it uses some of the same melody, right? But it always introduces something new which I like. I appreciate that. It also has kind of a danger and a darkness to it that I think is shared by by the second track in my block, Passage of Lotus, the theme of Kyrie from Street Fighter EX2+. And this one is also fun. Like the darkness, like the orchids. I like the, uh, you know, that synth bass, the drums. Um, just really good stuff. And of course, the lotus being, being a flower uh, mm-hmm. is... How, how this one qualifies and i never played ex or ex2 the only ex game i played in the street fighter series was ex plus alpha so i don't know anything about Kyrie or this game but Nor man this I. track this track, this is, track is this track is real good dude i love the synth it goes hard in this track um lotus right shout out to uh zanku is probably the only gonna be the only one that gets this reference but uh shout out to dark lotus uh <laughs> zanku putting in discord he had some icp tattoos dark lotus was a, gotcha. a super group between icp and twisted 
Um. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Would not have gotten that reference. So I'll be curious. Cur- ICP is before Prof. Jeff's time, but I'm curious if uh, he would get that. So well, a lot of people don't like that. I I still I think they're fine. Um, but it is <laughs> they were they is. were controversial, but I never had a, sure. Yeah. Um, I just the only song I actually remember from them because I wasn't really into that that scene um, of that type open? of music back in the day. Um, no, it's actually <laughs> I think it's called. Um, no, oh, I mean, sorry. Going, I, I thought you. you I thought you no, said, I said the name you weren't of going a, around of a song. Whoop whooping. No, <laughs> I was not. I was not going around whoop whooping. Um, Hating your face. I, I I thought I heard you say the name of a track, and I was like, no, that that I well, I didn't hear the name of it, but it didn't sound familiar. So it's who kicked like Jimmy Bubba's ass or something like that. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> no. a friend of mine used to play it in his truck, and I just remember that that song cracked me up. <laughs> Dude, there. Their stuff was humorous. Their lyrics were always... I mean, it's a big reason why I like Steel Panther as well, because their lyrics are just so freaking humorous. Um, but this track, like you said, man, it is really, really this good. This does not sound I, like ICP. <laughs> no, not at all. Far, far, far from it. Um, we did see in the YouTube comments, though, uh, unfortunately, the voice actor for Kyrie and the, also the voice actor for, for Ray. Yeah, looks like Shiazawa, passed away. Had passed away a couple years ago, yeah. Yeah, passed away in 2020, according to the timestamp here, but... I wonder if it was related to, to COVID, maybe? I don't know, but... Oh, that would yeah. suck. Um, Kaneto Shiozawa. Um, so, RIP. That's... Um, it's always sad. sad. Always sad. Yeah. yeah. Always sad. It is sad. Um, now yeah, I'm this is a great through, track, dude. I really like this. Look at there to see... Um, yeah, I'm not really seeing much about the game. Kyrie apparently was kind of a an overpowered character. I see that he took on Akuma and... Also, Garuda, who was, like, really, really overpowered in EX plus Alpha. Um, but <laughs> someone's like, I really wish Kyrie would be a playable character for Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. So, apparently, <laughs> to at least some people, Kyrie is a big maybe deal. He'll, uh, maybe he'll make it in Street Fighter Six. That would be cool. That would be cool. I just saw a list of, uh, or a video today that showed all the people who had who had been announced for SF6 so far. I really like, I don't remember his name, but like the, the dancer type dude. Yeah, I know you're talking about. He looks cool. Just his He's a new addition, cool. right? He's a new addition. He is new. He is new. Um, and there's another There's a girl, girl that's new too, yeah. Who, there, there are a few new girls. There's, there's a wind girl. There's a big buff girl. There's some French girl who's like fashionista. And then there's another one who's just kind of a, like, sort of your average, like, like an average fighter girl. She looks pretty cool. I like her. I like her style, too. She looks fun. But I also, I just want to see, a, like, a big showdown with the with the big girl who, she's from Italy. All I can think of is, um, is, what's her name? Uh, you probably don't, don't know, but, um, the big sister from Encanto. Um, oh yeah, no idea. Yeah. You have to yeah. get Kyle on that one. I know, I know Isabella is the flower one. Uh, man, it's been too long since I, Luisa, Luisa, I think is her name. Anyway, the, there's a, a, a new fighter from, from Italy, a big buff girl that reminds me of Luisa. And I just want to see a big showdown between her and Zangief. That's going to be fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, I assume, uh, when Street Fighter Six comes out in June, you will likely start seeing some tracks from that pop up in episodes. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Street Fighter always has good music, so. Yeah. I'm going to say, there, there's usually in these themed episodes, and, and usually from you, uh, Street Fighter appears often. But that's not a bad thing. Yep, it's a series a that I have a, lot of, have a lot of nostalgia for, kind of like you in Mortal Kombat. So. Or World of Warcraft. 
I was thinking fighting games specifically, but yeah, World of Warcraft. Sure, sure, true, true. <laughs> I guess my World of Warcraft would be probably Zelda, so. Yeah. But we've just, damn, we've picked all those Zelda games clean with the showcases on that. But however, uh, coming up eventually here in a couple months, we get to do a showcase on Tears of the Kingdom together, which will be a lot of yep. fun. If I could pull myself away from the game, which I have already pre-ordered, I, I will join you on that episode. Oh, you're going to join me no matter yeah. what. <laughs> <laughs> we just got to hope, because we haven't seen and heard much, we just got to hope that it's more Zelda-like than Breath of the Wild was. We will see. It From the trailer, it sounds like it might be a little more of the same, but we'll we'll see. I'm, I'm going to reserve judgment and i know i'll enjoy the game anyway but hopefully i can oh, yeah, enjoy the, the soundtrack on it so as well yeah but you know speaking a minute ago of uh, about buff girls uh that does actually bring us to the final track in my block which kind of like vehicle by the ides of march last week was not originally done by a video game composer this is yankee rose by david lee roth the original uh speak uh featuring steve Vai on guitar um, this is from the Stinky Rose Band, who I, I guess was, <laughs> like you said, the developer's in-house band, or maybe just what they were called. Band, right? Maybe just what they were called in the game, but uh, featuring Teresa James on vocals, who who does a pretty good job covering the song. Yeah, not and, quite David Lee Roth, as I said when we were listening to it, but she does a great job <laughs> covering it. Yeah, um, I just I really like David Lee Roth. And I mean, I'm a big fan of Van Halen as well from from that era. Even yeah, I mean, of course, the Sammy Hagar era has we've talked about. Let's not. We've talked about my my dad and his rock show. So so I'm sure that he's played. If he hasn't played Yankee Rose, I know he's played a lot of Van Halen and David Lee Roth on there. So oh yeah, he's played Eruption millions of times on the show. I'm sure. Um, Yeah, I'm sure. And (laughs) so yeah, this this is the uh, this is the theme, the main theme for Rumble Roses. And is also music associated with the character of Dixie Clements, who is, uh, her character is the only daughter of a prominent Texan ranch owner. So, whoop, go Texas. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I also almost brought, uh, well, I listened to it. I didn't actually almost bring it. It was, it was cut pretty early, but I got to give a shout out to the Yellow Rose of Texas, one of, uh, one of our, our state's favorite songs. There is a chiptune version of that from the Oregon Trail 2. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> that, I, that I listened to at the Yellow Rose of Texas. <laughs> but anyway, so Dixie from Texas helps out with the family ranch while also working at the local sheriff's office. She decided to try her hand at the Rumble Roses tournament when she found out that the daughter of her idol, legendary wrestler Kamikaze Rose, entered the tournament. So I'm assuming then... The blonde on the cover is Dixie because that looks like a sheriff badge on her on her. Okay, in that case, yeah, boob. almost. <laughs> in that case, almost definitely, that's a sheriff badge. Yep, yep. I'm I'm gonna say that's Dixie. It also yeah. looks kind of looks like she's wearing chaps. It so does it does uh, that would also that. make sense with yes. her being a ranch girl. And I just picture this, you know, down home country girl working at the sheriff's office and helping out on the ranch. And yet her idol is this Japanese wrestler right. <laughs> girl. That's that's super cool right there, man. She this would was fit a in on BG female Mania. wrestling game, which I don't think it has not been done since. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously you have, you know, women in wrestling games, but this is of course. this was straight up female wrestling game. And and it was rated M, so I'm sure it was fan servicey. But absolutely, it was. <laughs> I never actually played it myself since I didn't have. I a played PS2. a little bit of it, but I didn't stick. With, it wasn't that good. <laughs> yeah, 
like if you play this game, you know what you're playing for. So absolutely, yeah, yeah. I had rented it from from a local store. Like it seems like the whatever it was called at the to time. rent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But man, this uh, this track is so good. Uh, anybody who doesn't know, this track is actually about the Statue of Liberty originally. <laughs> um, that's that's who they're talking about in the song. Yeah, and um, uh, which also makes makes a little more sense when he talks about here's your national anthem, and then you got the guitar solo. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so so that was my uh, that was my block, my my nice upbeat block featuring a bouquet of different types of flowers, different types of blossoms, I should say, an iris, a lotus, and a rose. Kind of an odd mix, but what are you gonna do? You got a double rose there, Yankee rose from Rumble Roses. Yeah, lots of roses mixed in there. Yeah, so maybe it's a rose a bouquet with a lotus and an iris and. And then you're about to throw in a different flower with uh, I'm gonna throw in a tulip track, which yeah. I almost brought. Yeah, tulips, this, which this happened have to be in my wife's. Had you brought it, my <laughs> wife's favorite flower is the tulip. And we got when we when we started dating, her favorite color was purple. So the first gift I ever bought her, because we started dating at the end of January. Uh, first gift I bought her was for Valentine's Day, and it was a little stuffed bear that she actually still has, and a, a dozen purple tulips. Yeah, so there we go, there tulips. Go. And fresh into a relationship, a month and a half in, sounds like a good gift. <laughs> I mean, she she stayed with me, so and uh, yeah, still Lord going knows strong. That hasn't always been Didn't easy, so wrong. it must have must have worked. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man, this this right. this track was on my list for so long, and I finally just bumped it in uh, place of that Street Fighter track. So no, in place of the yeah. Atelier Iris and track, I, and I happened to just bring it. So like I said, if uh, if you would have brought it, I'm sure it would have been in that last block. So that's why I put it where I did. Uh, so let's go ahead and Makes take sense. a listen Makes to sense. Plucking Tulips otherwise known as Tulip Festival from Tekken Tag Tournament 2. This released on September 14th, 2011, composed by Akitaka Toyama.
Coming up next, we'll be taking a listen to Ancient Guardian from Pierre Solar and the Great Architects. This released on December 20th, 2010, and it was composed by Zabel Farr. Last up in this block, before we close things out, let's go ahead and take a listen to Miniature Garden 
from Arno Surge, Ode to an Unborn Star. This released on September 23, 2014, and it was composed by Kazuki Yanagawa. Coming back in, we are talking about Plucking Tulips, otherwise known as Tulip Festival, from Tekken Tag Tournament 2, again composed by Akitaka Toyama. I love this track, dude. It is so club, right? Like, just very electronic dance to kick things off. And then, like, a minute in or so, it really fuses into more Eurobeat trance-type stuff, and it's just, it's a really banging track. Yeah, makes sense for a track that takes place in Holland or the Netherlands. Yeah, you were saying that because I don't, I don't know much about like Tekken Tag Tournament Two. Um, I don't know much about Tekken in general. Yeah, I have played maybe, maybe over all the games over my whole life an hour of Tekken. Any See, Tekken. I've <laughs> I've played maybe a half hour or an hour of most Tekkens, either at a friend's house through renting them through arcades when they used to exist. Um, you know, I, I have played a decent amount of the Tekken games, but never more than just a half hour or an hour of each one. I never stuck around. Like, 
when Tekken 8 comes out this year, and if I game fly it, that'll probably be the most I've ever put into a Tekken game at once. And I never played a lot of uh, Virtua Fighter either. Like the, this type Nor of fighting I. game. Nor did I. That, like the 3D where it you can kind of Sony, move up and it down. It was the Sony type of fighting game, right? Yeah, like, they just never clicked with me. Yeah. So. Even though these weren't developed by Sony, it was, they were the ones that really, I feel like I associate them more with, with Sony consoles outside of arcades. Virtua Fighter and um, Tekken. Even Virtua Fighter wasn't really... That was more... Well, I mean, it's so associated with Sony that wasn't uh, Soul Calibur 2 where where there was a... Well, where there was a guest character in every version of in the game. One. On GameCube, yeah. they had Link. On um, Xbox, they had Spawn. And then on PlayStation, on PS2, they had Heihachi. So yeah, I've never really associated Soul Calibur with anything. If I really did, it would be more... Well, but um, like the fact that Soul Calibur on Sega. PS2 had yeah. Heihachi as the guest character... It did. It ...backs did, up yeah. your, you know, your, your, you know, relating oh, yeah, Sony no. with Tekken. Yeah. So, yeah. On it's... Nintendo, they had Link. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, Spawn was kind of the head-scratcher, but I don't really know at that time who else. Because I don't think Halo was out yet, or if it was, Master Chief it wasn't was, the icon. I think it was real fresh, though. Yeah, like Halo was real fresh, so it wouldn't have made a ton of sense. But man, having Master Chief in there with that, that laser sword would be would have been pretty cool. Yeah, like knowing how popular Chief was going to get, right? Like having him available in that game would be sick. Uh, it's unfortunate that they didn't do that. But yeah, this track itself series is, is great. That I haven't played a lot of, but that has great music. Um, Soul Calibur. But but yeah, man, this track, really good stuff. Like I said last time, almost made it onto my list. Uh, was bumped in favor of Atelier Iris and all the different places that track goes. But I'm really glad you brought it. And it really fits well, I think in that well just, that with, goes uh, to show, with this block. That goes to show this track really is great if we both had it. You almost brought it, and because I didn't see it on your list that you submitted, I just brought it because it was one of the favorite things I had picked. So I think this this just goes to show how strong this track actually is. It also makes me think of um, the uh, Long Gun Midnight series that Koshiro does. Really okay. gives me vibes from that series. Yeah, is you're that, not wrong. Is that Namco? Is Long Gun Midnight Namco? It might be. I'm looking right now Yeah, because I was that try to... would make... Try to Japanese look real quick. Okay, manga series. Um, looks manga like Midnight. it is maximum tune. Not. They're developed by Genki. At least okay. the at least the first one was. It's developed by yeah by Genki for PlayStation Three. Wangan Midnight's. So it doesn't appear to be related to. Oh wait. This game series is not related to the similar Wangan Midnight Maximum Tune arcade game series made by Bandai Namco. Oh, uh, okay. Wangan Midnight is a racing game developed by Okay. So that's a standalone. Uh, Wangan Midnight is a racing game developed by Genki. That's Wangan Midnight the, yeah, we, Maximum Yeah, we were looking tune. at the wrong one. We were looking at the wrong one. Okay. That's the one that Kashiro was a part of. So yes, it was Bandai Namco. So yeah. Okay, there we go. Got some there similarities go. there in the sound. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Um, we move into my middle track there, which you Dude, fell in love with, and I'm very my track of the episode. This is my track of the episode. It's so good. It's mine too. Unfortunately, I mean, not unfortunately. It's it's so good. Uh, Ancient Garden from Pure Solar and the Great Architects. This was composed by Zabel Farr, and Pure Solar is. I I'm not sure if this was a a Kickstarter. Um, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I think it may have ended up on Kickstarter at one point. But it started out as a project off of a website that was dedicated to fan-made and homebrew Mega Drive Genesis ports and, and games that, like, you know, just were mm-hmm. unofficially made. 
Um, so it started development, I think, in 2004 and eventually released as a ROM in 2010 and they may have they may have shipped like physical copies to to some people because it does say the game shipped in December 2010 two years after the originally intended release date um, so I don't know because Kickstarter wasn't around back then so I don't know if maybe they, they got some funding or or what happened um, but it would eventually go on to Kickstarter in 2012, it looks like, for modern ports of the game to Xbox 360, PC, um, Wii U eventually got a version. They released a version on the Dreamcast, which is sick as well. But the track we listened to is from the original Genesis version that was everything was based off of, right? The non HD version um, because I feel like this version of the soundtrack is my absolute favorite one. Now I do own Pure Solar on the PlayStation 4. Um, I think I've played a few hours of it but I didn't put too much time into it and I, I, I couldn't tell you why I just didn't. Um, but I have listened to the entire Genesis version of this soundtrack and it's so dope dude like I'm what I'm adding what it Zabel to my far did yeah my list you yeah. should what Zabel far did with the Genesis sound chip is really really sick man I am so glad that you showed me this <laughs> it's just <laughs> oh man I, I just keep I just keep I keep not talking because I'm just listening to the song again <laughs> yeah it's you know it's it's very I mean Name of the track, Ancient Garden. You get some elements of intrigue and mystery in this track, right? But I think the Genesis sound chip just does that so well itself with the with the grunginess and the bass that we always talk about, which this, ver you know, this track has that in spades, right? Like that grunginess in certain parts, that bass just slaps in certain parts. Um, the, the chimes or whatever are super cool. I don't know if that's chimes or not, but. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's some kind of chime. Yeah. Bubbles? Uh, I don't know, it almost or, sounds or like bell bubbles. or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it does. It does. It reminds, I, it actually is very similar to one of the instruments in the NES uh, and arcade Bubble Bobble. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah, just, just man, man, what a track. What a track. So good. Very, very good. Very good. And then the last track of your block is almost, almost kind of like a fusion. It's like halfway between your first two tracks. Yeah. From Our No Surge, Ode to an Unborn Star. This is that Gust game I was talking about a little while ago when we were talking about Atelier Iris. We are talking about Miniature Garden, composed, as I mentioned earlier, by Kazuki Yanagawa. Um, this is a series that I absolutely loved from Gust, and I really wish they would go back to it. Kind of like I wish they'd go back to Knights of Azure. I really adored that series as well. Um, but this is so sci-fi and, like, spacey is not a word, but it's 1.04 a.m. <laughs> I'm going to say spacey that I just freaking love this track, dude. Like, it's so good. I know what you mean, dude. I know what you mean. This is... is not a word. <laughs> <laughs> this is a... Um, it's, it's a name, but it's a problematic one these days. So we'll just move past that. But it, it does have kind of a cosmic... We'll say oh, cosmic feel Kevin to it. Kevin Spacey? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Will, uh, but it has a cosmic feel to it. and It does. Cosmic is a better is, word to use than spacey. It is just um, a really nice way, really nice way to end the main, you know, the main block of, uh, of tracks. The reason that I liked this series so much is that it reminded me a lot 
in the presentation and the story elements because, I mean, I think you can assume, right, it, it deals a lot with space exploration and universal type stuff and reminded me a lot of star ocean and it reminded me a lot of xenosaga yeah i hear that i hear that for sure and i just keep again keep listening to all the different instruments and the different uh like styles that this this track brings to the table and really uh, that all the tracks have i i i I was thinking about this just now while you were talking and it's funny because we we have these like specific topics that we that we bring we don't really do like mixtape or grab bag episodes on this show just radio hour but yeah except for radio hour but um it, but really every episode cool, so. <laughs> the topic is just kind of to rein us in so that we have something to focus on but we still always just pick a really great assortment of you know tracks as different as we can find them but that we still think are really good and i mean case of point are you know the, the the ending track is unlike anything else we have listened to so far today man you nailed this closeout track i love <laughs> this so much dude and i was telling you it was one that almost you know didn't make it a couple of times but but after we listened to it again just now, I was so glad that I, I decided to include it and really glad that I decided to pick it as the as the closing track. Because, yeah, it just sounds like a feel good 80s like ballad, like like closing credits. Um, yeah, track. which it looks like it is the closing credits to Professor yeah, Layton and the Miracle Mask. And the Miracle Mask, yeah. Talking about the mysterious flower. And I think that there is a a, a version of this that has vocals but I picked yeah, this I one because album I just, version and instrumental version, I think, is what I yeah, saw. On the I picked the instrumental track. version because I really like this melody. And um, yet again, like has been happening lately, it reminded you of something and you were it able sure to figure did. out what it was. <laughs> yeah, some cl- some classic vitamin C graduation friends forever, dude. <laughs> uh, a song that was used in my senior video back in high school. And yeah, it was it was it's played the, at my senior rally. It's the same melody rally. as her chorus, right? It's the same melody. As yeah. we go on, we remember. Yeah, there there is a, a line in this song that that lines up with that melody almost perfectly. <laughs> I don't know why I still remember this whole song. It's so stupid. Well, I mean, it was at like every graduation. It sure was. And my <laughs> around God, was the time it that we graduated. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's a, it, it still is used for graduations in some places. And I mean, vitamin C is a one hit wonder because Absolutely. of what an icon this song became. And it's, she I mean, nailed it, it's, dude. She did. She did. And it's it's simple, it's straightforward. There is nothing profound about this song. It's just a really, really simple, it's not really even that to the good. point. Yeah, but it's not that bad either. It's it's, it's exactly bad, what it but needs it's not to that be. Good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what is good? This this closing track from Professor it Layton. Is. Gotta give it a shout out. Well, I'll give all the shout outs when we when we come back and uh, um or when we when we close out the show. And uh, don't have anything to plug, so um, I know you were going to ask. Uh, nothing really I new going do. on right now. Yep. So I guess, actually, by the time this episode drops, I am going to be on an episode of The Media Files with Oh, Kyle. yeah, plug it. Yeah, and uh, we're going to be talking about The Last of Us on HBO because Kyle, like Brian and most of the Max Level crew, has played, or RPG era crew, has played The Last of Us. 
I never have, never touched it, uh, never really seen any footage. I have only know what I've heard on podcasts. And so I was coming into The Last of Us fairly fresh, not knowing much about the story at all. And Kyle, of course, has played it. So our our conversation, hopefully by this point, will have been really interesting and um, will kind of be a jumping on point for both people who have not played the game or have played the game, but maybe who haven't seen the show yet to see if they, uh, you know, see if they want to check it out. I'm excited to, to see what you guys come up with for the episode since I'll be the one editing it. So mm-hmm. I, uh, <laughs> I can't wait to listen to that. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be fun. I'm recording it tomorrow as we record. You are. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. About it'll, two weeks it will ago be available by the time this show releases because it'll, it'll drop on either Friday or Saturday. So it will be up by the time this episode comes out. So, yep. They take, uh, they take so much less time to edit than, oh, yeah. They're <laughs> like 20 or 30 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so, so nice. So easy. But, but that's, uh, that's all I got, dude. All right. Well, obviously, uh, you know, after this episode posts, everybody knows what's coming up next week, right? Radio Hour. I do want to mention um, we've gotten quite a bit of submissions over the last few months. Um, so, I mean, I, I am still including, obviously, the three from from listeners in Radio Hour. But keep them coming. Keep sending those submissions yeah. in because I like Definitely. to have a uh, I like to have different ones to pick from. And if I can shout out different listeners from time to time, you know, I, I definitely appreciate that as well. Um, so well, if you so get enough submissions, maybe in. we can do a do a listener focused radio hour one of these months. Yeah, it's definitely uh, not out of the realm of possibility if we get enough. So we, we would need quite a few more, I think, <laughs> um, because I don't want to take everything that I have saved currently and put them in one episode. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, keep those keep those submissions coming. So that way, Radio Hour does not go stale. But uh, man, when we come back from that episode and we move into April Bedroth, I'm excited <laughs> because you're going to be with me for three weeks in a row. Yeah, you mentioned that on the Octopath 2 episode. I'm going to be with you. Yeah. Three back weeks in back. a row in April. Back to back to back. Right? Yeah. Back to, <laughs> I, I said I got to hit them back to back to back, right? April 5th, April 12th, and April 19th. And then we take another break for radio hour, right? But then in May, if all goes according to plan, with me four weeks in a row. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. That's going to going to be something. We got a fun spring coming up, dude. I'm but we looking do. at I, the episodes we have planned for April and May, there's not a single episode on here that I am not excited to do. Yeah, man. Like these are the, these are some of the ones that you and I kind of came up with together. Some yep. some were a mine, lot of these some were, were yours, collaboration. Yeah, we we really talked about and these. One and in particular stemmed from a recent discussion like literally two or three weeks ago on the show. Yeah, I am I'm really excited about that. <laughs> but and not a just because I, I don't have to do any research for it. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's already done. It's hundred percent done. Yeah, yeah. But oh, I'm excited, man. dude. But but the episode we have coming up after Radio Hour uh, next week, I'm very excited to do. So so make sure you guys are sticking around for that. But I think that will unfortunately bring us to the close of the show for this week. We do want to thank you for staying with us and listening to another episode of BG Mania made possible, of course, by RPGera.com. If you like video game music, and more importantly, you like us and you want to help us grow the show, check the description box for ways you can do just that, including a link to join our Discord community. Click it, join it, and interact with us. Pedroth, you got the closeout. Taking us out of the show, we are going to listen to Mysterious Flower from Professor Layton and the Miracle Mask. Released October 28, 2012, composed by Tomohito Nishiura. Keep the music playing and keep it loud.